The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by Chocolate Milk and Built by Nature. Catch Texas Football Today live weekdays at noon on TexasFootball.com and Facebook. And get involved with the show using hashtag TFToday. Yes, yes, y'all. From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas, it is Texas Football Today, a show on the internet. My name is Greg Tepper. I am the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football, a magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live at texasfootball.com or on Facebook, or you're listening to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show. I'm sitting here, sitting over there in the jump seat today with Care Bears? Uh, they're not Care Bears, but they're, they're Bears. So they're not officially branded. <laughs> yeah, it's not it's not a brand. It's, it's like the off You're back brand. on your brand. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yes. Over there, back on her is Ashley Pickle. <laughs> Hi, Ashley. <laughs> Hello. Hi. How are you? <laughs> Wonderful. And sitting to my right, the Luka, the Luka Doncic in Mexico to my Luka Doncic in America, our West African prince. Did, <laughs> job. did you see what he did last night? Yeah. Yeah. Dude, he was awesome. Last that was pretty cool. <laughs> that was pretty sweet. Luka's, Luka's amazing. And then I see people desperately trying to say that they recreated the LeBron Wade photo, which uh, is so no. stupid. Guys. Stop. They, I liked your tweet. They did. Oh, thank you. They yeah. did. Yeah. And I'm, funny. look, I'm a guy who's going to sit here and I'm going to defend. Right. I'm going to defend everything about Luca yeah. because Luca's awesome. Yeah. But come on. <laughs> We're forcing it, guys. I understand. <laughs> I understand that, like, he's awesome. And everyone admits that he's, yeah, awesome. he's awesome. He's a great player. But, like, we don't need to go that far. <laughs> Today is Friday, December 13th, 2019. 349 days till Thanksgiving. Episode 876. 876 is the Pete Reichert episode. He played for the Rangers back in 1965 to 1967. And here is first four through the door is Ashley Pickle. Depending on who you ask, it's either their favorite or least favorite part of the show. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Uh, Caleb Thomas, Janice Lissy, Tim Sparkman, and Rob Hadaway. Welcome in, guys. Today is the final Mailbag Friday of the year. Because next Friday, we're going to be at AT&T Stadium. In mm-hmm. fact, this time right now, we will be watching the... 4A Division One state championship game, mm-hmm. which could be a banger. Actually, it will be a banger, regardless. Oh, yeah. But uh, So we'll be watching that. So we will now have a show next Friday. And then the next Friday is uh, we're all going to be off. And then it's 2020. So there's that. So we're answering your questions about high school football, college football, recruiting, lifestyle, romance, travel, everything you need uh, in the comments on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Open up a new tab and go over there and check out uh, and, and ask us questions there. Um, oh, you really are charging that thing. Oh, you really don't? That's working? Yeah. Yeah. It's one of those things you where you just set it on there and oh, it charges? Oh, yeah, so we got, we got I guess, like, for Christmas, our boss right, gave us these, go. like, nice portable chargers. Um, They've got but the But it's, like, the dual, too. like, you can USB charge it, yeah. or you could lay it on top if you have, like, an iPhone or something. And I guess Greg didn't believe me when I said that I was charging my phone. That's amazing. I didn't. <laughs> yeah. We are living in the future, man. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, I'm just going to charge my phone while we do this That's show. That's wireless <laughs> power. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> am, am I an old man? Is this an old man thing? That's like a little bit. I I feel like there was a comedian who's recently canceled, so we won't mention his name. But I feel like we should like really think things are more amazing. Like that's amazing. <laughs> that's pretty that great. is really cool. That's, that's cool. Like, like I mean, objectively cool. Yeah. <laughs> but before we get into Mailback Friday, let's talk about yesterday. Yesterday, 
there were four state semifinals. We punched four more tickets to mm -hmm. AT&T Stadium in Arlington. And they were exciting. One of those games, we all piled in the swag wagon yeah. and headed out to Brownwood for Post versus Valley View. And here with her book report <laughs> on our trip is Ashley Pickle. Take it away, Ashley. Uh, so, yes, it was my first ever DCTF swag wagon road trip, and I had a good time. The we So we stopped at, we left at one-ish. We went down to Underwoods, and it was phenomenal. I feel like I put back a very decent amount of food. <laughs> she, okay. <laughs> Go check her Twitter account. I think you tweeted out the, your plate. Yeah, right? and, I, was, and if I was waiting for someone to say, like, did you finish all that? Because I have a picture no, of my she, finished plate. Yeah. She was a member of the Clean Plate Club, yes. guys. That was it. Was it was? I, I'll admit, yeah. I was impressed. Yeah, thank you. Impressed. It was really great. It was. Thank you. It was. Uh, it was great food. The mashed potatoes were on point. The rolls are good, just as good as anyone said that they were. Um, I had been there before, but it had been quite a while, so it was nice to be back in Brownwood at uh, Underwood. So if you're ever going through Brownwood, I would go through there. Um, we then arrived at Gordon Wood Stadium, which is great in and of itself. Mm -hmm. Um, the, the probably one of the top highlights of the night was the playlist that they had playing before the game started. Do you have any feedback on that? Uh, no, I'm, this is your okay, book okay, report. Okay, okay, I'm okay. not interrupting. Okay, you. well, the playlist was absolutely phenomenal. There were it was a it was a wide wide range of music. Good old uh, game. Good old game time. Yeah, <laughs> there were was, was there were moments there were moments where it looked like they were settling into like what they are. It's like yeah. they played like three classic rock songs, and yeah. we were like, oh okay, okay. it's gonna be. It's and like, then it was Drake and Future. It was yes, the next. <laughs> yeah, literally the next one was Drake and Future. <laughs> we're like, what is going on? And it was it, it was, was awesome. It was, yeah. it was like Imagine yeah. Dragons Sail. was thrown in there. Yeah, was, Sail was I my favorite. What, I, I haven't heard Sail, but yeah, it was like I that haven't song. heard that in a warm up song maybe since I was in high school. So that was great. The playlist, whoever whoever the DJ was at Gordon Wood Stadium was ten out of ten, One phenomenal. Out of two, yeah. uh, the game was great as yeah. well. Oh my um, gosh, that was fun. Another highlight was we believe it was the defensive coordinator for post yeah i didn't he, i knew he was on the defensive he was on the defensive, defensive side. side yeah like he a might, younger guy yeah. yeah he was probably the most hyped up coach <laughs> i have ever seen like this guy was getting like up off the ground every single every single, time. every single stop every single time the defense came to the sidelines he was chest bumping like he was jumping higher than the players like the players were kind of like all right calm all down right, like yeah. like, he like was, we were generally he was chest bumping he might it, it hurt was, one of the players yeah. he definitely had like a bang energy energy drink before the, <laughs> or, before the game or seven <laughs> or seven <laughs> maybe because seven it was pretty great because also uh before the game uh we he kind of gave us a little tease of how how excited he was or how hyped he was because before the game they were in their little tunnel mm -hmm. or the the inflatable and he's like but the front through busting it. through it like like basically like just going at each player like shaking them and they're just like all right coach you need to we're good like, we're <laughs> playing we're, we're, we're okay high. like you need to fire it up speaking of fire yeah. up if i may interject yeah, yeah no 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 go ahead both crowds oh my gosh post is i mean i'm, I'm valley view brought a great crowd as well mm -hmm. um i think one of their buses was late so like they had they had mm -hmm. a kind of a, yeah. it was a little late arriving yeah. yeah but post crowd was there from the very from the jump it's i'm really pumped to see what they bring to at&t because that's going to be so much fun their crowd was excited uh, i think you i think uh tepper brought it up where it's like you've seen crowds bring numbers and just kind of sit on their hands yeah you know mm -hmm. mostly they were standing the entire time yeah, they did not post sit. was ready to go to state and it was from wire to wire they were ready to go the other thing i thought was cool is that there was someone on the post side handing out rosters yeah. to all the fans they were like That's you need to know exactly base. yeah it, it was it was awesome they were so into it yeah tepper did you have something no 
Your oh, it was your first time at Gordon Wood, though, wasn't it? Was it was my first time at Gordon Wood. Yeah. It's an amazing stadium. Yeah. It's, it was uh, very cool. I got to, excuse me, I got to chat up uh, Sammy Burnett, mm-hmm. coach at Brownwood, mm-hmm. for, for a while. He had had a um, he had had a health scare there in a minute, but so asked him how he's doing. He said he's doing better. Good. Uh, you know he's he's on he's on the mend. Uh, but we were we were chatting for a while about his, about the Lions, and I mean he he just kind of reinforced how special it is to be in Brownwood. He's a Brownwood guy, mm-hmm. and so it's like it's special for anybody, but especially for him, it's like this is like this is a dream job type thing. Oh, and for you sure. You can tell he's that, a Brownwood like, guy. This mm-hmm. is amazing. And of yeah. course, they had a great year, uh, but it was uh, Grunwood Stadium was great, uh, and then the game. Oh my gosh, the that game was a happened. fun. That was a fun game. And we thought it would be a, like a slugfest, right? Yeah. yeah. And these were two really good defenses. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Really good. Yeah, I was – I mean, I told you all last night, the way that those defenses were hitting, that was harder than some of the hits I've seen. That was harder than most of the hits I've seen in 6A this year. Yeah. I was about to say, you've been mostly at 6A games yeah, this year, right? Yeah, 6A. Mm-hmm. And, and, I mean, we've, we've dabbled in some 5A games right. and stuff like that. But those kids, man, they were they were, they were hot off the ball. They the were the horizontal movement of both defenses uh-huh. was really, really good. They were sideline to sideline. Yeah, it was it impressive. Was really awesome. And they were swarming. It was fun to watch. And Valley View, we, we, I've, I'm both Step and I picked Post. I think all of us were kind of unanimous in thinking Post was going to win that game. Mm-hmm. And Valley View struck first. Like, they traded kind of punts, and there were turnovers here and there. And then post or uh, Valley View takes over in the first quarter on their own 12. And we're like, well, boy, that's a long way to go for an offense that hasn't moved the ball. And then and Clint Epperson boop, <laughs> like, like slips a tackle in the backfield, yeah. makes a man miss, and then he's running. And it's one of those things I'm like, okay, he's going to get caught from behind. Yeah. Or but like, or like the safety had like a good angle on him. Yeah. Like, yeah. Okay. Here's where he comes down, yeah. and then he just he just outran the angle. <laughs> yep. It was like he was gone. Yeah. I was it like, was man, awesome. that kid, can, that kid's awesome. Yeah. Uh, the problem for for Valley View is that's basically all they got offensively. Yeah. Right. From there, post shut it down, and they figured stuff out offensively. They were able to run the ball. They bottled up Ashton Jefferson, but they were able to run the ball a fair amount with their quarterback, mm-hmm. uh, whose name uh, 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 Nathan something, Nathan Robinson maybe. But the guy who's the game changer for mm-hmm. that team. It's number, number 10, 10. Tatum Thetford. Yes. Okay. Huge. Athlete. Athlete. He, athlete. Is, he is an athlete. He is He is a guy that on at the 2A level is a mismatch. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he, they put him out, they they ran him at quarterback, they ran him at running back, they moved him to receiver. And, and a couple receiver. reverses for him. Yeah. And, and the dangerous thing about him mm-hmm. is that because of the offensive post runs, post runs the ball a lot. Post yeah. is a, probably about an 80-20 run team. Yeah. And because of that, and because they're so big and physical up front, you have to stack the box. You mm-hmm. have to load you the box. You have to commit eight or nine. Exactly. And so then they 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 flare out Tatum Thetford. And mm-hmm. they can't double. And you have to cover. have man coverage on him. Yep. And he is a mismatch. And so they had, what, two or three? There was like two or three jump balls. Yeah. yeah. Where it was like, it was done. Like t- touchdown, right first down, whatever zone. it was. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was just like, he... he bodied some and that was the funny thing is when ish and i first saw him walk out onto the field we hadn't really seen him play but we were like oh god just lob it to him and then they (laughs) they called the tatum thetford play a couple times yeah uh it was Pittman was like no problem yeah (laughs) i gotcha and and so it was 14 7 uh late in the second quarter and then post goes down and they score on like fourth and one Mm -hmm. from or fourth and goal from like the one they run a play action and thetford i think throws a touchdown pass and at that point, it was 21-7 going into half. And it was it just And I felt. think we were like, boy, that feels like a really – especially the way that unless Valley View finds something offensively. Mm-hmm. And well, and they had turnovers that they couldn't convert mm-hmm. on. So that's what really hurt. That was a big thing. And so in the end, uh, Post pulls away for a 35-7 win. They are through to their first ever state championship game. They were hyped yeah. there. They were really hyped. 
Um, and if you need any more reason to go to a state championship game, you got to see the antelope mascot. Yes, the antelope Phenomenal. mascot is great. Uh, and so, Post is through where they will face... Refurio. Familiar. Which is a team we, we thought, like, we thought that the winner of Region 4 mm-hmm. was going to be the favorite. Mm-hmm. But they got a push yeah. by yeah. Well, San Augustine last night. You know, the past couple of years when San Augustine has played in the state semifinal against a team from Region 4, they have gotten their doors blown off. Mm-hmm. They got their doors blown off by Mart in 2017. They got their doors blown off by Refu- or by Mason last year in 2018. This year, like, they were ready. Mart, shot. Somebody in 2017. Anyway, they got they they got yeah. destroyed. They were ready and they played an awesome. It was also game. in 2017, wasn't it? Oh yeah, I guess it was Refugio. Yeah. 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 yeah, but they were ready, and that team came ready to play. In the end, Refugio was able to make some stops, mm-hmm. and apparently they were up 29-21 late, like in the fourth quarter, and Refugio just killed the final eight minutes of that game. It went mm-hmm. this long running drive. From what I understand, I want to call like Mike Foreman and talk with him mm-hmm. um, about the st- what did Austin Ochoa look like, what right. did Jordan Kelly look like, because one of the big questions we had was about their health. Mm-hmm. But the defense stood on its head. Defense played really, really well in this game, uh, shut down a relatively high-powered uh, St. Augustine team. And so Refurio, as your th- late Wednesday night game, is Refurio versus Post. I mean, you want to talk about physical two, one. You want to talk about two teams that have basically probably never thought of each other, right? You know what I mean? Yeah, like. Post I don't know. And Post and Refurio. Post and like, okay, <laughs> we're going to play for a title. It'll yeah. be a lot of fun. That's Wednesday night. Uh, the other two games that went on last night. We'll talk about Hamlin and Stratford. Yeah. Woo. A rematch of a regular season game where Stratford pretty much blew the doors off of Hamlin. 39 nothing, And, like, all that. All that. It was just – it was really impressive uh, what they were able to do. Um, and then last night – Pied Piper said, "Nope." They reversed the whip. <laughs> Not again. Yeah. Oh they reversed gosh. the whip, and they they ran out. It was I the first time I checked that game because I forgot it was I think a six o'clock kick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The first time I checked that game was somebody checked in and said, "Oh, it's thirty-five-seven Hamlin in the second quarter." I think I you showed like, me that score for the first. I, I like, am like, excuse me, what? And then, <laughs> and then, and uh, yeah. then you danced on the field. I was about to say, so <laughs> then, yeah, so then uh, steps in the press box. Us three on the field, and Tepper just calls Step in the press. He's like, "Hey." Can you read me the Hamlin Stratford score? And Tepper like walks out onto the field. He walks out on the field so Step could see him, and he's like, "Oh, thirty-five-seven. And Tepper just starts like dancing because you, yeah, because it was it was funny. Just, you guys know how petty I am. Yeah. Yeah. And I are talking, and we just see Tepper going, <laughs> <laughs> like, "What is he doing?" Okay, <laughs> Hamlin picked off seven passes, wow. including four from Austin Brown. I think mm. they had six in the first half. Golly, and they were all. Over it, um, this was a really impressive. And you, I mean, and then they were able to 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 go from there. Um, you know, the office took care of it. And so yeah. Hamlin, the mighty Pied Pipers, mm-hmm. are through to their first ever state championship game, where they will await the winner of tonight's game between Mart and Fall City. That's the Thursday morning game, eleven a.m. Yet another great mascot to come see it. Yes, the Stadium. Pied Pipers. Pretty great. Step tweeted out a picture with it. Of the Pied Piper. Yep. Um, look, I'm fired up. I'm excited about it. And then the other one, Pottsboro. Mm, yeah. My goodness. Pottsboro yeah. takes down Brock. Was it 36-35 or 35-34? 36-35. 36-35. They pick off. They, they rally late. Mm-hmm. That was one of those games that, again, 
That's what Brock does. Yeah. Is that there was like 14 to 7, and then the next time I looked, it was like in the third quarter, and Brock was up like 23 14. And I'm like, mm hmm, this is what they do. Yep. And now they're just going to hold you at arm's length, and it's just, that's what they do. They're really methodical and good at that. Well, Pottsboro rallies back behind quarterback Braden Plyler. They take the lead in the final couple minutes, and then we were on the road. Mm hmm. We were on the road, and Steph steps in the front seat. Up. Steph pulls it up on text live on his phone, and I'm trying to look at it. He's like, look at the road! <laughs> like, yes, okay, fine. So I had to listen to it. But Bro- but Pottsboro intercepts Brock in the end zone, and Pottsboro's through to their first ever state championship. In the 3A Division One title game, they will await the winner of tonight's game between Grandview and Columbus. So there you go. And if you want to th- – I was thinking about this. This is the weirdest thing. Hey, Ashley. Yes. Two weeks ago mm-hmm. – I went 66 and 22 with my picks. Right. Do you know what the percentage is on that? One third. Well, yeah, 75%. 66 oh. and 22. Okay, I, I thought six, you meant that you only got a third of them wrong. 66 and wins, 22. You got journalism degrees That's here. That's fine. Yeah. 70, 70, 75%. I'll help you yes. out. Yes. Okay? okay, got the it. The next week, last week, I went wow. Last week I went 40 or 33 and 11, which is 75%. Last night, I went 3 and 1, which is 80 <laughs> I had to. Seventy-five percent, <laughs> which means that if if this form holds, yeah, okay, that means that there are sixteen more games left. Twenty, yeah. There's sixteen more games left. That means that I will get exactly what twelve of them right. Yeah, I'll get exactly twelve of those right. Notice how I'm not participating in this right. math discussion. I'm, yeah, I'm good like, point. I and then you're, you're a smart man. Year. And then and then. That means in the state championship games, that means I'm going to get exactly nine right. Yeah. I'm going to go nine and three. Yeah. I, like, I don't know. I probably won't. I'll go like four and eight. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, it was an awesome trip to Brownwood. It was a great night at Texas High School football. We now know eight of the teams heading to the state championship games, including four first-timers. I was going to say, that's the cool part about it. Four first-timers. Blum, Hamlin, Post, and Pottsboro are all going to play for the first titles next week. That's going to be a lot of fun. So excited about that. We will punch, I think it's 11. There's seven more tonight. I don't know. I think there's like nine games tonight, seven tomorrow. That sounds right. Anyway, textfootball.com has complete coverage of that. All right, textfootball.com slash insider, all the fun stuff. Okay, let's get the Mailbag Friday. We can go for about 25 minutes here on Mailbag Friday. If you have questions about high school football, college football, recruiting, lifestyle, romance, travel, anything you need to know about, if you want to ask Ashley where she gets her Christmas sweaters, you can ask her that in the comments <laughs> on Facebook, facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Do we have any questions, Ashley? We sure do. Um, Brad Wilson asked, does Lone Star have any weakness? If so, what are they? That's interesting. Mm. Um, I would say that I think that they can be dinked and dunked. Uh, their defense, I think what you've we figured out is that it's it's pretty hard to hit big plays on Lone Star. Mm-hmm. But their defense is susceptible to kind of this long, methodical drive. That's what it takes. Is you've got to be able to like complete these complete short passes and stuff like that. That's what's going to be interesting about Ryan tonight or tomorrow rather. Mm-hmm. Can they run the ball? Because if they get behind the chains, if it's third and nine, third and eight, that's exactly where Lone Star wants you. Um, they have got to stay ahead of the chains. They've got to be able to run the ball with Imani Bailey. That's a huge, huge question for me. Uh, I think they can be dinked and dunked. Um, but, the, I mean, their offense, offense is humming. 
I will prior to two weeks ago, I would have said, uh, if you can find a way to, you know, double or triple team Marvin Mims, but Highland Park tried that. They They found other ways. They found other weapons. They found other weapons. And they were able to, um, and they were also able to run the ball with Jake mm-hmm. Bogdan. Yeah. Like they've got a lot of different weapons on that team. So I would say if there is a weakness for Lone Star, it is that you can you can drive on them, keep They're, their offense off the field, keep their offense off the field, and stuff like that. And that's going to be the key for for Ryan is can they run the ball, stay ahead of the chains, and make it so it's third and manageable. Go and pick up those first downs and just sustain these long drives. I think that's going to be a big key uh, for Ryan tomorrow in that five A Division One state semifinal. What's next, Ashley? Um, up next, Derek English asked, he says, does the road trip hurt Geyer versus Westfield? A little bit. This is their first trip outside DFW. Mm-hmm. Um, this is this is their first. It's a long road trip. And, I mean, honestly, boy, I need to look up the last time they've ever traveled this far. They may have played in, like, Waco. They're, they're in, what, San Antonio? Or uh, they're in Houston. 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 They're in they're okay. at, uh, Panther Stadium in Sheldon ISD. Gotcha. They're going all the way down there. You never know. Like, you never know. Yeah. That said, defense and offensive line travel. That's one thing you can usually run. So and I think, they have that. So I think a big, <laughs> a big, you know, it's the big matchup for me is Spring Westfield's defensive front mm-hmm. against this guy running attack. Because as much as we talk about Eli Stowers, their quarterback, a lot of their, I think, I think the, it's hard to say because he's a superstar, right? But I think a big part of that engine is getting Cager Cobbs going, mm-hmm. is getting that running game going. And I think that if you talk to John Walsh, he'll tell you, like, yes, we love having Eli Stowers and this passing attack and his ability to create. But the the fundamentals of our offense is running the ball. Yeah, That's going to be key for, for them against a fearsome, vicious front seven for Westfield. That's a big matchup. That said, it tends to travel. That kind of stuff. Like, passing game tends to not. That's a weird take, but it's true. If you kind of look up the numbers. But I would say that, that yeah, it, it's certainly a challenge. It's certainly a challenge, and especially, they're probably going down there tonight. They're probably going to stay in the ho- They're probably going to stay in a hotel tonight. And it's going to be a weird situation. As opposed to Westfield, who's just going to roll out of bed. You know? So, yeah. I mean, they lost a flip, and it's going to be a really interesting test for them. It's an, another interesting test. Uh, their first trip outside of the uh, of the Metroplex. So yeah, that's a super interesting point that I don't think enough people are bringing up. Is that Geyer, first travel? Geyer's, first travel game. This is not a true true road game, but it's 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 a lot more of a road game for them <laughs> than it is for Westfield. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What's next question? Uh, Tommy Ratliff asked, "Does Springtown have any chance to win the game today?" Yeah. We've got Cameron Rickett, yeah. and I love Brian Hewlett, and I think that this team has a lot of offense. And they're, I think, ah, uh, it's gonna be hard. They, they, they it's are gonna be hard. They are sizable underdogs. Yeah, they are sizable underdogs, and it has nothing to do with them. No, like, I think you could put the Pittsburgh Steelers out there, and they might be sizable underdogs <laughs> to La Vega right now. The way La Vega's cooking, yeah. um, Springtown's got to get this thing into a shootout. They've got to be able to move the ball, but I just. I just feel like the the La Vega defensive line is a problem. Mm-hmm. It's a big problem. So, do they have a chance? Yeah, because it's Texas high school ball and La Vega could turn the ball over six times. State semifinals. And, I was six and and it's state. Yeah, we, we saw that last night with seven interceptions. And yeah. Springtown is obviously a quality team. Mm-hmm. They're obviously a, a terrific team. They're here. 
That said, they are sizable underdogs tonight. I just don't know if that's the one thing is like what happens with that first drive when they first get hit by La Vega. And it's like, mm-hmm. oh, this team's different. Yeah. yeah, like this team is not as unlike anybody they've played so far. Right. So that's the thing. Is that like you know was Springtown's best win? I guess would be probably last week against Dumas. Dumas is yeah. probably their best win. Yeah. But like, this is a better team than that. Yeah. And this is you know. Either the number one or number two team in the, in the state, basically, depending on what you think of Carthage. Right. So, uh, I, I like La Vega. Crazier things have happened, mm-hmm. but I think La Vega is a pretty sizable favorite. <clears throat> What's next, Ashley? Um, Joseph asked, barbecue sauce on brisket or no barbecue sauce on brisket? I mean, it depends on the brisket. Yeah. I am. I want to say that I'm not... There are people who are like religiously opposed to barbecue sauce, right? And I'm not that guy, right? It's not steak sauce to me. Yeah, steak yeah. sauce is like no steak sauce. Yeah, if like, you need steak, if you need steak sauce, something's wrong with your steak. Right. Good, yeah. But there are like barbecue sauce that you yeah. know it could vary. Like there's some really good barbecue sauces out there. Yeah, so. I I I want to say I lean towards no. Like my default is no. But I'm also not I'm not made of stone. Right. Like I'm 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 not opposed to it. Mm-hmm. Um I think a lot of it depends on the brisket. Mm-hmm. You know. I see I, I, a, I just don't have a hard and fast rule. Right. That's my thing. Yeah. I'm a big sauce person on almost anything. Like we said that we said that the other day with the the pizza and ranch thing. Mm-hmm. Like I know sometimes like especially if you go up north it's like offensive to ask for ranch because right. it like it says that the pizza's not good enough, but I just I don't know. I'm a big sauce person. You just you're saucy. <laughs> what's next Ash? all right <laughs> um let's see you want to talk a little bit of realignment chris Ooh. asked uh what are you guys oh no 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 that's the wrong one uh hector rio says who do you think the new realignment numbers hurt slash help the most so there's obviously like some cal allen yeah <laughs> i mean cal allen's a big winner cal allen's <laughs> finally dropping to 4a <laughs> They're right? gonna roll. It's gonna be so much fun. <laughs> they're uh, they're finally dropping to four A. And by the way, what's interesting is that Liberty Hill is going up to five A. So it's like yeah. they're gonna. I mean, Callan's gonna be in Region Four, and right. it's like one of the powers in Region Four is now leaving. Now yeah. they'll have to deal. You know, see Callan versus Ace White. Ooh, buddy. Oh, yeah. Uh, we'll get me into that. Uh, that is Callan. It helps. Um, I think that it. <sighs> Longview. It helps. I think it helps Longview. They're yeah. dropping to 5A and 5A division, depending on what region they get put in. Um, they're in region two of 6A. Mm-hmm. If they get put into region two, I mean, they, uh, here's the thing. It's going to be it's gonna be crazy either way because they're either going to get put into region two yeah. and they're going to run into the Lone Stars and the Highland Parks and the Lancasters and all those squads. That's true. 5A is tough. Or they're going to go to region three. Mm-hmm. In region three, they'd run into like Shadow Creek and Manville and Anum Consolidated and Fort Bend Marshall. I'm sorry, that's their deep. To, I'm sorry. They're going to run into Shadow Creek, basically, yeah. um, and a lot of other really good Houston area teams. So, yeah, it's 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 it it, it does help them because they'll be the big fish in the small pond. Mm-hmm. But it's still tough. It's, it's still, still tough. Gonna, it's, yeah. Oh yeah. It's still tough. Uh, as far as hurting is concerned, uh, Liberty Hill, Wagner, Wagner. Wagner they're moving up to six A barely, which is bad news for them. And didn't they just move back down? Yeah. Yeah, they just got down. Um, I would say that it also helps. 5A Division One Region 4, because mm-hmm. Wagner is moving up, and so it's like, Corpus Christi, come on down. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, you can really, and we were talking about this in the car yesterday, you can realistically, you do not have to squint hard yeah. to see 
a um, you do not squint hard to see a valley team in um, in the regional in the regional in the state semifinal. Mm-hmm. Like you don't in five A now. It clears out a little bit, and they're gonna have a shot. Um, th- one thing I didn't realize, and Step brought up to me in Slack, uh, Valley View is going up. Oh, they're up three A. So yeah. last night, last night was a big sh- big chance for them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Overall, those are some quick thoughts. We'll of course have a ton of coverage of realignment in the off season. Uh, January and February will be full of realignment talk. Uh, and TexasFootball.com has Matt Stepp's, um mock realignment up on TexasFootball.com. Speaking of that, that's what I originally was going to ask. Was Chris asked, uh, "Are we going to put out a new UIL realignment numbers when the cutoff?" Or uh, yes, the, so uh, those video. I meant uh, new realignment video. video. Yeah, we could probably reshoot that. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, um, I think that that was very helpful for people to just kind of understand mm-hmm. the ins and outs of it and how it actually works because I think it's it's obviously a huge part of what the high school football landscape looks like. Mm-hmm. Right, but it's also super misunderstood, and so I think we can maybe do something like that. I don't know. Can you edit that? Yeah. Okay, you heard it here first, guys. <laughs> Ashley's gonna do it. All right. <laughs> Yay, Ashley! Yay. <laughs> All right, up next, uh, Derek English said, who's the biggest surprise left right now? I think there's a Katie Taylor. I mean, I'm going to say Katie Taylor. I mean, yeah. Katie Taylor. <laughs> oh, and you come in as a four seed. Four seed. Yeah. I mean, Katie Taylor is the obvious choice, mm-hmm. right? Um, because they were kind of, you know, four seed. And Although I will also say that because of their region. I was about to say that we kind of, I guess – before the playoffs started, we kind of penciled in Westbrook just mm-hmm. because. It was like, ah, oh, they've been mm-hmm. there before, and, yeah, you know, yeah. We, we didn't know because it was kind of up in the air. Mm-hmm. Like, that whole region was just kind of like, ah. Columbus. That's a good yeah. one. Columbus That's is up there. One. I would say Silsby is a surprise. Yeah. Rockwall, too, if you want to Rockwall, just, for sure. If you want to say, you know, just not that they're not great, but who no. they went through to get there. Fair enough. Uh, Bernie Champion. I think is, yeah, is up that, there. You as know well. what? That's that's one right there. Bernie Wimberly. Champion. I'll say. Well. And we talked with Coach Kaiser yesterday, but yeah, Bernie Champion. I think would qualify as a surprise uh, that's left. Not that these teams aren't great, but like we definitely, well, we probably did not project them, them there, to get yeah. into a state semifinal. So yeah, and you know, hey, at least one of those is probably going to make a title game. Mm-hmm. I, well, <clears throat> yeah, yeah, I'll say one. Let's say yeah, let's say one. Let's say one going to a title game. <laughs> What's next, Ashley? Um, so we talked about this a little bit earlier, but. Obviously, Refurio has looked a little banged up since the mm-hmm. regional final round, the one we had the watch along for. So, Garrett or Greg asked, uh, "What do you guys think about Refurio looking like a wounded duck last night? They're pretty, they're beat up pretty bad right now." Yeah, and by the way, short week. Yeah, you yep. know they're going from Thursday to Wednesday. Um, and by the way, we, I mean, like I said, we saw a post last night. Post is physical. Post yeah. is physical. Post is physical. It will make it hurt. Um, <laughs> now. And we'll have, a, of course, we'll have our big preview, so I don't want to give too much away. I will say I think Refurio is probably going to have more skill, position, mm-hmm. talent than Post will. Yeah. And as a result, like, even if Austin Ochoa is limping, even if Jordan Kelly's out, that said, look, they are wounded. Like, they are a team that is banged up. And if they are able to, if they're not at 100%, it was. All, I already thought it was going to be a pretty close game. I always, I already thought that it was going to be a pretty good game between Post and Refurio. They are not, I mean, every injury makes that even more interesting. I think mm-hmm. you saw it last night that the offense, you know, really couldn't get into gear. Um, yeah, it's, it, it, it opens the door for sure. And, and, and Post doesn't have to apologize for who they play. They are going to mm-hmm. be, they're going to be, you know, they had a kid on crutches last night too. So um, it'll be interesting. And that's, that's another wrinkle to that game that it's not a full strength team going up against a full strength team. Uh, there are different different degrees to that. Right. 
Um, all right, here's the next one. So Daniel Sanchez said, what do you guys think of the UIL and TAPS model versus how other states do their district conference leagues, blah, blah, blah. Uh, more specifically, the private versus public schools in the other 49 states. I think that, I think that the UIL and the model of uh, splitting up private schools versus public schools I think that is an integral part of what makes Texas high school football what it is. Mm -hmm. If you were to change that and if you were to like merge it and say every private school and public school can play against one another, I think that would fundamentally change the way that Texas high school football operates. Now, we can certainly have a conversation about whether that's positive or negative, but what I'm saying is that mm -hmm. that would change the like the entire foundation. Mm -hmm. That like you go and I really think that's that's a huge that's a huge factor in what makes Texas high school ball what it is. Like it's it would change the entire landscape. Well, also, you I mean you have private schools who play UIL, right? Mm -hmm. Dallas mm -hmm. Jesuit, uh, Strike Jesuit, mm -hmm. um, even in basketball, Family Faith. Mm -hmm. um, so like you know it's not it's not completely separate, right? I mean we yeah. we find it. You know, you find schools that are willing to, you know, and that's the thing is that, is that there were standards yeah. and UIL rules. Yeah, they yeah they they are under stricter standards. Like mm -hmm. Strake and Jesuit always have to play at six A, regardless right. of what their enrollment is. They right. have to play at six A, um, and things like that. Mm -hmm. They are under pretty strict guidelines as far as recruiting, quote unquote, is concerned. And that's kind of the big boogeyman mm -hmm. in the in the room. Um, I would say that that yeah, I think that overall, I think the model works, and I'm a big believer in that. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Mm -hmm. But you know. It, it, it it's certainly different than but I also think that Texas high school ball is the strongest brand of high school football in the nation. I could say Tony said it best, the Texas model is right for Texas. That's exactly right. And I think that you talk to coaches and they'll tell you the same thing. Mm -hmm. That's right for it's right for Texas. What's next, Ashley? All right, up next, is there one this is from me, so is there one Christmas song that you cannot stand? Yes. Mm. I have a story about this. Okay. Oh. Go for it. I think oh, I'm curious. So on December 3rd of, of 2018, my son was born. Yeah. That is and, a fact. And um, my new wife. My um, wife. My wife had a, uh, she had a C-section. Mm -hmm. And so that is a, that is a, a surgery, a very common surgery, but a surgery. And so she, they go back to the operating, go back to the operating room and they kind of get her all prepped together. And, um, and then they call me in, and I'm in the scrubs and stuff like that. And then that's when I got to meet my son. And it was a wonderful, beautiful moment. What song ruined the moment? Except for one thing. Because <laughs> they're playing Christmas music in the operating room. Mm -hmm. And they're playing that stupid Paul McCartney <laughs> simply having a wonderful Christmas time song. That song sucks so much. <laughs> oh. And like... Here it is, like one of the most beautiful moments of my life. <laughs> you got Paul McCartney just blaring. And Paul McCartney's like, dun 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 I'm like, shut up! <laughs> it couldn't have been anything else. If there are other songs that I don't like, like yeah. I don't like rocking around the Christmas tree. Right. Like I don't. It's just They're, not for me. But if yeah. they had played that, I'd be like, oh well, that's interesting. This was like my all-time least favorite Christmas song, and yeah. it's going like, simply I'm like, God! Hank there's, was there's, like troll laughing that he knew what he did. <laughs> there, there, he came out screaming. At Paul there's one. There's one answer to this song. To this answer, to this question. It's Christmas shoes. The worst song in the history 
of Christmas songs. Christmas shoes is, that is so mani- bad. Is that manipulative <laughs> consumerist garbage Go-off-ish. known as Christmas shoes? Christmas shoes is all. It's about it's it's the most manipulative song of all time. You are so right, and it's all about consumerism. <laughs> Buying your mo- this will help her. This will make mom happy. <laughs> A purchase from the store oh shoes. Merry Christmas. <laughs> I'm going to agree. Someone said it. Uh, if Christmas there was, shoes suck. If it's there was terrible. one that drives me crazy, Matthew McSpadden said it. It's probably 12 days of Christmas. It's too long. It, it's just too long. It, that's my, like, that's just my thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it Let's goes go. too yeah. long. No one, ca- no one, no one count. No, does, no, does anyone care like the 12 days? Like no one starts no. counting on the 13th. Yeah, like, like no one cares about December 13th. Yeah. Like, I don't know. That's not Which a thing today, to me. That's today, actually. Not, right. Yeah. Like today. Like I don't even. It's no also one cares. Friday the 13th. It's the longest. It's a long song. It sucks. Spooky. Yeah, there shouldn't be a spooky, a spooky season in Christmas season. Oh, it's spooky, spooky Christmas season, guys. Yeah. No, I just, I, just, yeah. I don't know. They're, they're like, I like most Christmas songs, um, but yeah, Christmas shoes suck. Christmas shoes sucks. All right, five more minutes. Let's go. <laughs> um, let's see. Hector Rios said, "Are we going to have any more Texas versus California or Texas versus Florida opening day matchups in the coming years?" Maybe I think teams are getting a little bit tired of us. <laughs> no, well, not only that, but I also think like I've, a lot of these things are done for TV. Yeah, right. And I do think that with not to kiss my the butt of somebody who has cut me checks before, but with Fox Sports Southwest kind of opening up and doing the Texas Football Days thing and things like that, I think there's an opportunity to get coverage. Yeah. Now there. Beyond that, I also think, and I think there's a positive trend. It used to be that if you are North Shore and you wanted to play a quality a quality team, the only kind of teams that would play you would be teams from out of state. Mm-hmm. Now I feel like coaches are a little bit more, especially in non district play. They're like, no, we'll play a showcase game. Like we'll yeah. play Katie versus North Shore. We'll play, uh, you know. Uh, Duncanville, all of Duncanville play that team from D.C. Like, those teams, yeah. like, the, we what, get more heavyweight matchups now. Right. And I think the other, because typically you see, <clears throat> there's really no benefit, in my opinion, to, like, I mean, we saw Cedar Hill play Bishop Gorman, right, mm-hmm. a couple years ago. There's no benefit, because they'll probably get beat, because it's a different type of school, right. and, like, there's, you know, it's a private school and another, like, we'll see, like, uh, who's the team that played somebody from, Louis- a public school from Louisiana this year? I forgot. Was oh, it Longview? Yeah. Longview. Yeah, Longview. Longview. And no, like, we'll see more. I think we'll see more things like that or like the, the uh, Mansfield, Oklahoma mm-hmm. kind of thing. Yeah. Um, where it's like public school versus public school. But like, I don't think you'll see IMG versus, you know, because there's just or, not, like, a lot, there's not a lot to gain. There's no, if you're right. a Texas public school, like, okay, if they lose, then that other school brags that they beat one of the best teams in Texas, even though it's public versus private. Right. Different players and different standards and different uh rules and regulations mm-hmm. go on so like you know i just I, again I'll, i think we'll see like the public crossover but like there's no reason to play bishop gorman in nevada so that made a good point too like that. that cost one it cost a lot of money and also then that. two schools hate being beaten at home so it's also like that. why are you yeah. gonna bring someone in and and yeah. yeah, risk losing at home. Right. Yeah, and I think Especially that I think that what on. you're seeing is a, a is more coaches saying, okay, if we need a premier game, mm-hmm. let's just find another team that needs a premier game. Right. And it's like you know what, yeah, you know maybe we'll take a loss. You know, right. Denton Geyer will play Cedar Hill. You know, mm-hmm. things like that. So things like that. All right, let's do three more. I got nothing. That's we're it? tapped out. Oh wow! No, no. There was one more uh, when we were talking about food earlier, but I think this was more. Uh, towards step Mike Paris said when is the book on best places to eat coming out which oh. I 
Well, is that something a, I just don't know a, about? Or no, we, is, need a, we need a publishing arm. I was going to say, step, step I'm into that. definitely write that book. I'm into that. Oh, yeah. Well, the the, the best night, guide to... Because last night we went to Underwoods, mm-hmm. which was a step recommendation. And, by the way, so we... I got the fried chicken. I got the fried chicken. You got the chi- you got the chicken, chicken fried, fried steak. steak. Yep. You had the chicken fried steak, mm-hmm. and Step had the both. <laughs> I can't uh, tell that story. That was so great. Step was Step was first in line. It's a cafeteria style, and it's like he was like he was telling the lady, like oh, I don't know if I want the chicken fried steak or the fried chicken. She's like, you know, you can have a piece of both, right? And he, like, he, yeah. like his eyes I've never got seen big. His eyes light up like that. <laughs> uh, he was like. That's what I'll have then. <laughs> and he did. I'll do that. Uh, and then, by the way, I talked with um, Sammy Burnett, the yeah. coach at Farm or the no, Farmsville Force Fabric, coach at Brownwood. I said, "Hey, when you go to hey, first of all, he said you should have called. I would have like I would have had Mr. Underwood hook you guys up. I'm like we can stimulate the Brownwood economy. It's fine. Right, right. I, yeah. <laughs> but then the other thing is, I was like, so what do you get there? He goes, I get the fried chicken. He's like, the fried chicken's super good, and it was. It was really good fried chicken. And yeah. I know you liked your chicken fried steak. It was oh, great. the chicken fried steak Fantastic. was bomb. Which so, the gravy's good too. Yeah. That's underrated. Calvary was great. Rolls. Ooh. Oh my gosh. He kept, <laughs> the, kept the poor <laughs> little guy kept coming. So they have like this one single guy that walks around roll man. with the rolls, and yeah. he just goes, "Do you want another roll?" And so he comes around once. Yeah, comes around twice. Yeah, Yeah. and then the next time he comes around, and we all got one on the first round too. He comes around again, and every person goes, "No, I can't do it anymore." He kind of came up to us, and he didn't even say anything. He just kind of goes like, (laughs) (laughs) and every single person answered so quickly, like, "No, y'all are still here. Please don't even offer. We can't take it anymore." It was wonderful. It's a great trip to Brownwood, and yeah, next trip we make is to Arlington. So. That's going to do for us. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And, of course, see us at texasfootball.com. For Ashley Pickle and Ishmael Johnson, I'm Greg Tepper. Vince Young, please meet your Player of the Year trophy. We'll see you Monday for the 2019 finale of Texas Football Today.